Hello. Hello and good morning, Ian. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. I got to tell you, the you know, the, the movie here, uh, on Christmas Eve, 1957, a young fighter pilot gets lost. Fuel is running low. Were you thinking of James Stewart at any time? Because this sounds such like a James Stewart movie. Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking of it, but I was thinking of those uh, amazing um, uh, black and white yes. uh, films. I mean, uh, Matter of Life and Death is another one. Uh, but I, I never try and think too much about them because I don't want to be too influenced. I did evoke it. I didn't. I didn't go back and watch it again. I, I wanted it to be. I wanted to be inspired by me, my reading of the book yeah. um, for writing the script and then for making the film and and the images that I saw and the story that I saw unfold in my head. Um, the film I saw unfold in my head as I was reading. That's one of the things that we as viewers really need to learn more about when that film, you know, is is taking shape inside your head before it reaches our eyes. I think that's such an amazing connection that you have to make. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, I, I really don't get involved in a project unless that process happens, unless that, that there's that click. I see the film, then I know that I can, uh, I can make it. Otherwise, you're flying blind, you know, to, to use a flying metaphor. Uh, and, and, and it means that I'm always trying to find and trying to recreate as authentically as possible um, that uh, experience that I had when I saw the film unfold in my head. The miracle landing in this to me is a positive seed because I know that we need a movie and an experience as viewers so that we can break free. And plus, it, it gets us in the mode of having a conversation with other people because we're always asking each other, what are you watching? Well, let me tell you about The Shepherd on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, well, hopefully that, that happened. Hopefully people watch in groups, whether it's families or whether it's you know groups of friends, because I think it's a film about how we need each other. You know, there's a young pilot starts out thinking he can do it all. He's flying back home for Christmas, last plane flying, 1957, snowbound Germany, full moon, starlit night. It seems idyllic. Mm -hmm. And then everything goes wrong when he loses his instruments over the North Sea. Um, and I think, um, uh, you know, that that change that happens, we see a change in him and he goes through an emotional journey and he realizes He's not as equipped as that he thought, you know, he was that he would like to be. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's a very that's very powerful. You know, when, when somebody's life changes that quickly, I always call that the limp. They all get a limp because something is just different in their life now. But the thing that I love about the character in The Shepherd is the fact that he may have had that limp, those changes. But the thing is, he kept moving toward the light. In other words, he kept moving and he kept growing as a human being. I love it when you can do stuff like that. Yeah, and amazing. And as I said, just to sort of you know, reinforce that idea, I think the big message, as it is with a lot of coming home, um, you know, from the Odyssey onwards, mm -hmm. you know, coming home uh, for Christmas or, or to see your family or, you know, it's, it exists in other religions, this idea that we help strangers, that, uh, that that's kind of an obligation. And uh, um, I think when we're together for Christmas and, and other festivals or when we, we get together with our friends, it's often a time that we can, you know, we have a thought about other people that aren't as fortunate, that can't do that. And, and you know, I think that's why people, as charity um, always peaks at times like that. The people are kind of grateful and, and, and they show gratitude for that. And I think this story really expresses that enduring myth, if you like, or that enduring fable um, incredibly well in, in this 
uh, I think a lot of people are surprised when they read the book about how how it kind of grabs them emotionally at the end. I just want to bring up one name to get your reaction. Ridley Scott. He was passionate about the story, passionate. And he was working on another blockbuster. And so when we were in pre-production, he was up in Glasgow. We, we would get a car for John and he would sleep in the car. It was like an eight-hour journey from Glasgow to remote airfield where we shot um, and, and he was and, and part of the reason I wanted to do the film was I thought this story could really and another way of telling this story or experiencing this story is to see the world and to feel the world and have music sound that kind of creates you know the magic of it and John was completely you know on um, on the same page that he was very helpful in the flying sequences that were really challenging there was only one flying vampire jet this beautiful 1950s early early jet we got we got we got these flyers over from norway they flew into norfolk in the winter in this remote airfield uh well we couldn't land in the airfield we had to be in an airfield nearby where they where where we did the aerials with them but then the art department built from scratch this replica vampire jet for the scenes that we did on the taxiing on the on the um uh, on the airfield that was our that, that was our location and our, and our studio, um, and uh, you know it was um, I have to say for Ben Radcliffe as well uh, the the young actor it's his first leading role. Um, I, I've I've referred to the fact that you know that the the short story was um, was a monologue, and so a lot of it rested on his shoulders for us to really uh, for him to express in other ways through his performance and his facial expressions and. Uh, um, what he was feeling, the journey, the journey that that, that he was going on. Um, I had another great actor. I've been in for ages, Steve McIntosh, who's in the film as well. But we won't say what his role is because we might give too much away. I've become that person that when when I see a story like this one, I, I go back to the book. And that, that's so funny that you say that. Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple of people I was very lucky um, to have working with me on on this uh, film that uh, where the story when they first read it had that strong effect on them and never let them go and you know the first one was John Travolta mm-hmm. um, who optioned the, the book 30 years ago when it first came out and wanted to play the young pilot at that stage uh, and it was actually his uh, agent that alerted the producers to the fact that you know John would love to help um, there was a book that he thought should you know be, be put on screen um, and, uh, you know, he wasn't thinking of acting in it at first, but after I'd written the screenplay and we talked some more, he came on board and I was really, really thrilled with that. He added so much and is such a dignified, authentic and believable presence in the, in, in the film. And the other person was, you know, my friend, uh, Alf, the amazing director, Alfonso Cuaron, who, um, who directed Gravity and, uh, uh, Roma recently, he fell in love with the story when he was back home as a child in Mexico. Um, and, he, you know, he, he contacted me and saying, I, I know you're doing The Shepherd, I love it, but because we were thinking of doing it as a movie at that point, he said, I think it would be perfect, you know, as a shorter film, because um, it's so it's such a kind of beautifully uh, structured and, and crafted piece. Um, uh, and he said, you know, do it as part of my holiday season mm-hmm. for Disney+. Plus. And I'm so glad that that's how it ended up, because, you know, I think it's, it would be great if it was seen by people together. Um, and uh, and I think that it's the perfect platform for that and the perfect length. And 
and then again, I said that you know working with 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 those amazing people was uh, was a real gift. When you imagine this 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 movie coming into play, and you're you're envisioning the pictures, let's be honest. One of the superstars in this is the music. I I love how the music is so a major part of this story. I'm so glad you say that. I mean, uh, music is a huge part of. Of my, you know, I, I, I love music. It's always been a big part of my life, and it's always a big part of my films because I think that it's one of the best places to experience music is in a, is in a, a movie theater because you know the yep. sound is incredible, but just the, you're immersed in it. But the combination of music and uh, and pictures and performance is a really effective way of telling a story and makes us really uh, disappear into the experience and. And I, I think that the score um, is is beautiful and effective, and really contributes to the storytelling in in the Shepherd. And it was always my plan that that's what it should do, because unlike the book, which is a monologue where where the pilot just tells us what's happening, I didn't want a voiceover in the in the film. I wanted it to be told through a combination of the performance, but also music to to add to the to 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 sort of creating the the emotional story um and i think uh, and enhancing the drama and enhancing the jeopardy and enhancing the magic when it's there and it it, it does all of those things it's a the composer is a young french uh, british based um composer called Anne chemelewski and and the collaboration with her was amazing because she was very interactive she was in the cutting room all the time with me and i would say she would be, try things out and I was saying oh, I don't know about that but that's amazing do more of that why can't we do something why can we I know let's forget everything I said yesterday let's change direction and try this just kept going back kept going back and we saw this thing kind of come you know come to life um, uh, you know in front of our ears uh, if, if I can say that and um, uh, I think the cinematography as well I also I also saw that that the way that it was going to be filmed and it was my friend John Matheson, uh, we did K-Pax and a couple of other films together. He's he's uh, well known for being Ridley Scott's uh, cinematographer on Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven, Hannibal. Uh, he's actually going back into the desert to do Gladiator 2. Uh, and he was passionate about this story uh, when he when I first introduced it to him. And, you know, we talked, he would give me references and books and photographs of skies and starscapes. And, and, and we talked about, you know, uh, every aspect of it. His his brother is a pilot, actually. So, so as well as being a real artist, John John had a, a kind of family link to the story too. Wow, it's almost like you you have stepped into the world of the viewer, and you understand that we we do want it on the big screen, but we also love it on Disney Plus, and you understand how we now take in a brilliant story. Did you have to study to do that, or is it just something that just naturally comes to you? Because it's it's like you're that new person that your name shows up on something. And we're going to watch it. Oh well, uh, that's um, that, I'd be very indebted and grateful if if if, if that is the case. I mean, I, I just felt an obligation that so many people had loved this story that I wanted to make sure that my version of it, yeah, um, and I'd felt what people felt that that's what I had to do. I had to make it tick all those boxes, <laughs> um, uh, and just and, and hopefully, you know, with with the help of again the, the kindness not of strangers but the kindness of friends in this case, uh, ho- hopefully we, uh, we we've done something that people. People will enjoy and be entertained by and be moved by, I think. 
Well, we can't thank you enough. I mean, honestly, we can't thank you enough because the shepherd is going to be the conversation and it's going to be the one thing we're all going to be passing forward when we're at a grocery store or whether we're shopping at a mall. People are always asking, what are you watching? Okay, the shepherd, Disney Plus. All right, thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Will you be brilliant today, okay? (laughs) Thank you.